Hi, this is Gabriel Wagner, and I'm here with Chloe Grant, and welcome to the debut episode of Teacher Feature, our new podcast where we feature our teachers. Today we'll be speaking with Mr. Reich. Hi, Mr. Reich. Thanks for coming on with us today. All right. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, the first thing we wanted to kind of talk to you about was your childhood. So starting at the very beginning, do you have any really strong childhood memories or any kind of ideas of what you wanted to be when you grew up way back when? Um, yeah, of course. I knew exactly what I wanted to be when I was a child. I don't really have any, um, you know, strong memories, um, to be honest with you, um, from childhood. There's stuff that, that jumps in and out, but, um, uh, you know, nothing that, you know, if I sat here and thought about it, I guess I'm sure something would rise to the surface. But, um, uh, no, I just, you know, I guess most of what I remember was more in the high school time. And I was, um, you know, uh, I had done pretty well in, in school. And so there were these expectations of me um, from my family that I was going to uh, plus, I knew about computers and a lot of people didn't know about computers. And so there was this expectation that I was the next Bill Gates. I would hear that at like every single, uh, you know, family get together or anything like that. Did you know that Josh is the next Bill Gates? Um, so that kind of got brainwashed into my my psyche um, and, uh, you know, probably caused me to uh, put a little too much faith in myself that I would um, be a, a like web design master or something like that um, because that's what I started doing in, in college um, even though I was um, you know even though I, I was into philosophy in college and I really wanted to be a philosophy professor um, the brainwashing took its toll and I said well I, I, I do want to be a philosophy professor because that's really interesting to me but I really want to be rich more. Um, and the way to get rich is to have your own business. It's not to work for somebody else. And so um, when I realized I knew how to design websites and that I could get paid for that and I could get paid pretty good, um, I, I took that path, you know? And um, I don't regret it because uh, I learned a tremendous amount um, and, uh, and I had good times and I learned mostly that I am not good at business um, you know, I am just not, you know, I, uh, it's not something I, I have a, a natural ability for, right? I tend to be too nice to people when they wanted to pay me late and stuff like that. You know, sorry, you know, when a, a deal was done, we're like, oh, can you just activate the site and we'll, you know, we can pay you next week, you know, and I'll be like, all right, fine. Um, so, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, it was good to learn. Because now I know in this time of my life, because a lot of people at this stage of life, when you get up into your 40s and you're a little bit more financially stable, you start having visions of grandeur and wanting to, um, you know, start businesses and make millions because you're tired of the grind and whatnot. Um, but I don't really have those needs. Um, I've already been through that. I know how difficult it is. Uh, and so, you know, I don't have to worry about that anymore. But that, you know, in terms of just kind of where I am as a person, that was the first main thing was in college, sort of finding that I loved philosophy um, and then sort of finding also that at the time I loved money more. So you kept on mentioning that you want to be a philosophy teacher or uh, professor. Did you have like a specific professor that inspired you to do that? Was there like one teacher that you can name that is like, I want to be like him or her or them, you know? The first 
philosophy class that I took was called Contemporary Moral Issues. And it's probably still a class at UM. Um, and it was a class that my teacher in high school, uh, Mr. Thompson, um, ad advised me I should take because he went to UM also. He was like, you're going to love this. I was the um, editor in chief of the newspaper and he was the advisor. So we were pretty close. And he said, I think you'll like this. And I took it. And it was an Australian guy who constantly smoked cigarettes and drank and, and swear, I don't know the exact term, but when you take a drink and you kind of are constantly circulating it, like, like a swirling sit, it, swirling it, but there's a name, it's like a sifting or something. And so he would constantly do that with his diet. He would, he would teach and while he was talking and he would like stare out the window and do weird things. And then he would swirl his diet Coke constantly um, and then he would just go out and smoke a cigarette, like in the middle of class. Um, and I thought he was pretty cool. Um, but mostly I just thought the subject matter was good. Um, so the philosophy professors I met were all very interesting, right? They're all strange people in their own ways. One of my favorites was Mr. Lemus, who was um, ancient. Okay, he's gotta be gone by now, okay? Because he was like late 80s, 90s, but he like didn't care, like, he was retired, but he just kept coming in. You know, like, I don't even think they paid him any, anymore. It was this weird. And he would come in with this old briefcase and just kind of walk in, throw the briefcase up on the uh, the table and um, and just start talking. And his main thing was logic. He was really good at, at logic. Um, so there were a few that were, that were really cool. Um, and it was just a fascinating subject to me. I fell asleep in every other class. You know, so um, uh, but that, that, that's the one I stayed awake. That's the one I knew I loved um, and I still love, it. you know, I, any chance I get to, to go, you know, like teaching TOK1 to me is not like a job, right? Like it's something I, I enjoy doing. Do you think that like learning about philosophy and enjoying that kind of class helps you better in the real world, like being a holistic human and doing things as a good person? I don't know. Um, I don't think that, you know, I don't necessarily feel like studying philosophy has made me a better person. I feel like I've always kind of been a pretty good person. And now I know more about the different aspects of things. Um, but no, philosophy is not very useful. Um, it is, you know, for fun. And, and that's not true. It is very useful in terms of crafting major ideas, okay? Like the Constitution and like some of these foundations of modern democracy, right? That's all based on philosophy. So philosophy is incredibly useful in the macro, big picture stuff. It is not very useful in everyday life, right? It's just not, um, you know, except that now the study of philosophy is not very useful, okay? But the the study of certain philosophies can be useful, right? So for example, the study of, um, of Zen Buddhism, uh, that's something that I've spent some time on and that has helped me, right? Because that has helped me sort of say, okay, you know, if all things are one and all things come in balance, then, you know, if something bad happens, then I can expect it to balance out kind of thing. But even that, you know, it's mildly useful. Um, philosophy is some big picture stuff. Um, but, you know, it's at the foundation of everything we do. So 
that's why it's important. So I know you've been spending a lot of time with your kids at home, kind of just because of the quarantine. How's that been? Oh. I feel like that's a, a difficult question happy. to answer. <laughs> I love, I adore my children. Uh, and they're they're wonderful. But my son is teething. And he has been teething for like the last, literally since COVID started. Okay, so so it's been brutal because he'll just scream uncontrollably and we can't stop it and we can't help him and he's just in pain and he drives my daughter crazy and he drives me and my wife crazy. But what I tell her, my daughter, and what my, my wife and I tell ourselves is that we are absorbing his pain. So our ability to, when he screams bloody murder and our ability to stay calm and not also scream at him, which is not always the case, right? Sometimes I have broken down and been like, Logan! Um, <laughs> but then he just screams more. So when you do that, you give up. You're like, all right, I can't scream at the baby because the baby screams more. So, um, so we are absorbing his pain, all right? So yes, it's been challenging. It's also been nice to spend as much time with them as I so there's a balance but um you know it was wonderful in summer <laughs> once class started it got woo, real hard but we're making it oh well we got the one sappy question that we have to end on so um what does teaching mean to you what does teaching mean to me i like the big sigh that came before that well you know you're talking you're saying giving me one word um and saying what does it mean i mean it means a lot of things right it, it um you know it, it's the, the the foundation again like philosophy i mean philosophy is at the foundation of all the subjects because it was the original subject right it was the original one that we looked at and tried to figure out the world so physics and chemistry and history and all that stuff was, was originally just all philosophy then it branched out into other stuff. Um, but philosophy, you know, the point is to understand the world, right? Socrates said the unexamined life is not worth living. So the more that we examine and understand our world, the better off we're going to be, whether that's philosophically, spiritually, or just practically, because we can, you know, understand better how to succeed and survive in this world. Um, and the only way to really do that is with teaching, right? because no one can learn everything on their own. We live, we're living in a society and that society's responsibility is to support each other. And that's why we have to teach each other. Um, so, uh, but you know, that could be a, a whole other episode guys, uh, honestly, because I think there's gonna be a lot of changes to what teaching is. Um, now that this has all happened, um, you know, the teaching is gonna require a different skill set, I think than it did before. Um, you know, so there's a lot happening in teaching, um, but uh, at, at its very core, it's basically just sort of necessity. We are a knowledge-based society, um, and uh, and the only way to acquire knowledge is through, not it's not the only way to acquire knowledge, but one of the best ways to acquire knowledge is, is through teaching it or being taught. That was really nice. Well, thank you, Mr. Reich, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And I miss you a lot. I miss it's you. good to talk to you. Thank you, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, and uh, good luck on the to the next episode.